Welcome to the Everton Alchemy podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Melinda, Paul and Graham. And we're just going to have a quick chat about Tarkowski, who is officially signed and the deal is all done. So, Paul, what's your first thoughts, mate, now that it's finished and all completed? Yeah, excellent signing for me. I, I said it from the start. Um, it was a no-brainer for me. I think we had to do it. Um, it made too much sense. Seen reports out today that Barcelona would even sniff around them. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But Dortmund yeah. had a look at him. And it was Everton and Aston Villa and Frank Lampard has been the main factor in why he's wanted to sign for Everton. So, yeah, happy days and potential captain for me straight away. Interesting. Graham, what's your thoughts, mate? Would you put him captain right away, like? No, I wouldn't put him captain straight away. I think that's that's uh, something that you have to earn at any club, um, regardless of your level of experience. But you know what? Um, I'm nice, big big uh, slice of humble pie for me really because I was a bit against it at the start purely just because of the Burnley link it was lazy um, yeah. prejudged him I didn't know about all these stats coming out that he's like first and second Yeah, um, I'm sure you have the stats there John but you know he's, he's first first and second across the board and heading clearances yeah. uh, last ditch tackles all that sort of stuff so really really promising um, watched his interview he spoke really really well um, quite inspiring actually I find myself just grinning ear to ear um, yeah. listening to him and just thinking you know I, I know it's a really lazy comparison and stuff but it just sort of warmed my heart and made me think of Phil Jagielka I don't know yeah, about their... definitely. I was thinking yeah. exactly the same thing he was sort of already embodying it and stuff and, and he's obviously from the northwest. he knows the club well and you could see that he was excited by it you know and mm. yes it's nice to hear link to all these other clubs but when it came down to obviously up to Aston Villa, it appears to be, but yeah, just um, you know what, just just a, maybe a lesson for all of us, you know, on, on Twitter and just the fans, and you know, when it all comes to fruition and it all comes together, and you look at it, and you're like, wow, you, I can see this working. Yeah, just a balls to the wall, no nonsense uh, center half it feels, and that's sort of what we've been lacking. We we have yeah. a team. The team of, you know, guys that are the people who consider quite soft in the modern era. If they were to play a team of 10, 20 years ago, he's the sort of player that you would want on Did they give as good as he gets, you know? And it's also, I can't wait to have a better idea, basically. I'm waffling on a bit, but I mean, I'm really excited by it. I'm really, really happy by it. Yeah. And with all that's went on this week in the club, every single fan, I would assume, has, has had a bit of a turbulent time. It's, it's, it's something nice to lean on, you know. It is nice, mate. It's, and it's hopefully you can bring a little bit of stability and, you know, much needed as well. Um, Melinda, are you concerned about giving him a four-year deal or does that not concern you at all? No, not honestly, no. Like, Because um, he is like, 29 like, and he'll, he'll be 30 by the time the season starts. So a lot of people are complaining. Yeah, so I'm going to turn 30. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, like just kind of tying into uh, what Graham had said there, his stats. So he's got some pretty impressive stats. So aerial du- duels one, duels one, blocks, he's first. And then clearances and headed clearances, he's second. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty, pretty impressive. But no, I think that's that's a, a great deal. Um, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of us are happy with that. Um, really was inspired as well by his um, interview that was you know, released, he, he touched us all, I think, you know, um, especially when he was talking about, 
you know, us as the fan base, um, you know, he mentioned that the, the support that we gave the team last season was quite incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a very difficult season for all of us. And, you know, the fact that we were able to get behind our team as much as, you know, we did is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And for that to be seen as well by him, I think is pretty incredible. And he's yeah. just like, you know, considering the position we were in, he's excited to be a part of our club. He's excited to work with Lampard. Um, You know, he's just said such positive, he's excited to join us. It's so positive. So, you know, he thinks we're a massive club, which we are. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, he's, he's just really, I think, given us that bit of, you know, a little bit of life i think that a lot of us were were kind of looking for um yeah. i'm excited I'm to kind don't of... forget he's got to wear that lovely purple shirt as well soon <laughs> when those picks come out from trading oh lord have mercy lord have mercy <laughs> this podcast has to be over 18 soon I'm pretty sure. um, <laughs> no it's pg for all yeah. listeners <laughs> no we'll about Tark- tarkovsky as well john is the amount of games that he's available for that's a big pull that now for me. Big Very time. Much I so. mean, we just time. got players coming in and out every week at Everton. It's it's frustrating. Yeah. But Can uh, I just say as well, sorry, Brenny. Um, just like like what would you say that we have lacked more than any, anything in the last six years? Leadership. Yeah. What what was he echoing? What was he what was the what was that buzzword that he kept feeding in that interview? Leadership. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, taking the bull by the horns and just just hoping that what he's learned, he, he can put through the team, being proud of being Burnley's captain. And he, he, he kept mentioning that. And he yeah. said he already has the foundations of the ball playing side, of the football side. Um, he's comfortable to play in five in the back, or three at the back, or four at the back, however you want to uh, break it down. You know, yeah. but just just that. Sorry to cut you off, mate, but no, yeah, that's okay. just, I thought that was something that... Um, yeah, and what I will say is, um, I know I said, you know, captain, I don't mean club captain, by the way. Seamus Coleman's the club captain, and he oh, will yeah. remain club yeah. captain until he finishes playing. But it's right. I, I don't think we want, I don't, I think most Evertonians would agree that we don't, no offence to Seamus, we all love him, we don't want to see him playing every week, though, do we? No, that's no. true. It's time they pass true. the torch, yeah. 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 Um, a little bit of background on Tarkovsky then. So he was born in Manchester, so he's he's a fairly local lad. Um Wait. He began his youth career at Blackburn Rovers. Apparently, he was a striker when he was a young lad, um, which is weird. But um, he, he actually requested to leave Blackburn because he said it was hard on his on his dad. Um, you know, just just dealing with all the stress of it, taking him up there and all the finance side of it and everything. So he actually left on his own accord. And then one of his PE teachers, apparently in school, convinced him to get back into football again. Um, and it just took off from there. So he, he went to Oldham. And then he, he went after that in 2014, he went to Brentford and he won promotion to the championship in his first season there. And then two late, two years later, he signed for Burnley. Yeah, John, I read a story about, sorry, mate, yeah, about, I think when he was at Brentford, I think his mum was really sick. Yeah. So he, went, he, he requested a move to a, a team back up north. I don't know how true that is, but I'm sure I heard a Burnley fan saying that. Yeah. So if he's, you know, ticks all the boxes, if he's thinking about his mum and dad, then he's a nice lad, isn't he? You know what I mean? Of course, mate. Yeah. Definitely. And the fact that, that that might have been a big thing, you know, he, he as you say, he had plenty of offers, but he might have wanted to stay in the northwest. So that's a good that's a good thing for us. Um, and then obviously he, he made his debut for Burnley, and he came on as a substitute in place of, you know, Michael Keane. Um, <laughs> it was forced off with a head injury actually, and then after that he just cemented his place in the back line. Um, Michael Keane came to us. Now part of me thinks that we should have just signed Tarkowski instead of instead of Keane, like, but. 
you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But I mean, since then, he's had 198 appearances for Burnley. And as you say, he's averaged at least 35 games a season for them, which is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want to jinx it. Like, but I'm just waiting for something to happen now where he just gets battered in training. I just want to stress as well. Do you see yeah. on the, like, obviously, I'm talking about his character and how he came across and what he said. You know, any player can talk a good game from Sunday League, the Premier League, you know, but. It's up to him now to show it in the pitch, but all, all the stats are there to say that he that he can and has done it. Yeah, you know, you t- you talk about a team like Burnley, and everybody will always say Ben Mee and and James Rakowski are are good centre halves, and obviously we spoke before. Like I, I played centre half, don't know what position you guys play, but no, you play games, and if your midfield isn't there, you just get battered and battered, and you get stressed, strained, and strained to the point where you can't help but lose. No, concede because just your concentration's just being chipped away and you know fatigue you're not getting a break they they sort of digest the game in front of you so yeah but his, his stats just say it all and the fact that even when his back's to the wall and, and when he's not getting the help and when they're locked in he's the guy that's getting on the end of it they pull the team out they yeah. earn them, them three or four five ten yards whatever it is just to get them up a bit, you know what I mean? Like, let's not like Burnley weren't the team that got hammered five six nil like like we are. Yeah, you yeah. Know, maybe six is harsh, but regardless, you know Burnley when they were losing, they were getting battered in games. They're losing by one or two, maybe three goals. Yeah. You know, add that to the quality because we do have quality. I'm sick of hearing that like every single player should be replaced, and I'm guilty of saying that myself. Plenty of time, I probably said it the other day in a space, but but being but being mature about it and stuff if you can add that steel and experience yeah those games like you instantly if you, an experienced player and beside michael Keane, uh ben goffrey mason holgate even yuri mina yeah we all do respect him you instantly make them better players and hopefully with them being led they can make uh tarkovsky a better player as well do you know what i'm saying yeah it's, well that's one kind of the of Gonna throw out to you, mate. Was who is likely to benefit most from his leadership? Possibly Keane, if Keane is to stay. But I have a feeling that Keane, by the end of the window, may not be an Everton player anymore. Yeah, I don't know why. I just, I just think he might. Especially we, we come on to it later, but we're linked to another defender. Um, I think he might, le- might be one of the casualties. Uh, I was going to say Robbie Keane, then Jesus Michael Keane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I think it could be Keane. Yeah. Yeah, just going back to what Graham was talking about before then, you know, um, we, in my opinion, we didn't get enough draws. So do you think he could Definitely. be the difference maker? And, um, and you know, he, he might just stop the odd goal going in where, you know, we could get a draw. Do you think that would be a, a difference, Melinda? Definitely. Yeah, 100%. I also think, too, um, it just kind of sparked something in my head where um, I think it was Graham was saying, we're, you know, on the pitch sometimes we're just a mess. And I think we were expecting too much of the players sometimes they were trying to fill two three four different roles on the pitch you know because yeah. it was just a mess so I think definitely having someone like Tarkowski on there who knows his role he knows what he's doing he's kind of an expert you know on what he's doing yeah definitely I, I think 100% we you know will won't have such a you know whole whole like defense with holes all in it you know what I yeah. mean so definitely. I definitely think it's going to be I think it's an, I'm excited to see honestly how the season plays out now. Uh, hopefully yeah. we get uh, get some other signings in, but um, yeah, I, I I do think it's going to make a bit of a difference, 100. percent You know what else I took from the interview as well, John, is that he kept making a point that he's actually a football and centre back. 
Yeah. Yes. It's like he's made, he's started to like in in a nicer way of putting it. He started to say, "Listen, I I went to Burnley and he just wanted me to defend, but I yeah. can't actually play football." That's what I took from it. So obviously he sat down with Lampard and he said, "Listen, if you want me to carry the ball out, start playing, uh, spraying passes and that as well, I can do that for you." So yeah. I'm quite confident that he'd be able to carry the ball out. Yeah, well, yeah. One of the things he actually said was, um, as you just said, just said there. Um, I think the manager recognised my strengths. He saw how I could fit into a system. So we've heard rumours about Lampard wanting to play a different system to what he did last season. So, you know, you could be right there, mate. Well, yeah. Like this is the thing. I, I've been thinking about it all day and work. You know, since watching his video and hearing him talk about his style and and you know what we. It's it's hard not to get excited, but it's it's you don't want to grasp the the re- reality of it where we don't know what's happening. But you know what? We've been through that much drama over the last, just, just, just Everton. Do you know what I mean? But like, I was yeah. sitting thinking, thinking about like what he can do for the players around them. Yeah. Like, is that calm head? So like, I'll just start with Mason Holgate. So Mason, we, we've all got this idea of a player Mason Holgate is. He's a quite tough ball playing center half. Yeah. He can be led by Tarkovsky, who speaks this, all due respect to Yerimina, who speaks the same language him from roughly the north. They're both from the northwest of England. Same, same with uh, Keane stuff. But it can help talk him through games. You know, he, he can let Hoggett play his game by playing the game that Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky has just sold this. Michael Keane again. It's like playing with one of his mates. Tarkovsky has talked about that he still keeps in touch and how Keane, as he put it, is yeah. just such a great lad and a great footballer. That'll instantly take Michael King up levels it'll calm him down do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. it settles him instantly Yeri Mina Yeri Mina can go on beside him and play Yeri Mina's game because yeah. all we've ever seen is Yeri Mina holding Mason Holgate Ben Godfrey or Michael King's hand or Jar Branthwaite that's all he's ever been able to show us no wonder he gets injured do you know what I mean so literally there's M3 then you go to Ben Godfrey you can play higher up the pitch because Tarkovsky can move, but by the, going purely by his analytics, he can read the game better yeah. than Hoggate and King. And, well, it's a bit unfair to put Mina in there because analytically he, he didn't play that many games. But even so, Godfrey, King, Hoggate and, and Branthwaite, okay? So yeah. he's already better up the pitch and that even though Bur- uh, Burnley play low if he's talking about he can play football he should be more confident 10 yards further up the pitch that instantly lets Ben Goffrey a player that I'm hypercritical of open up his playing style a lot more he's more confident on them being pushed up they play that sweeping role yeah. I can make that last ditch challenge do you know what I mean that then gives him the confidence they not have to put Seamus Coleman at centre half mm-hmm. they talk uh, Patterson through a game or Michael Enko through a game. So I think he's, 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 do, do you know what I'm saying? He's like that yeah. last ingredient that maybe we need. Yeah. And I never thought I would say about, would be James Tarkovsky could compliment Ben Goffrey, or sorry, sorry, excuse me, um, how James Tarkovsky could benefit Yerry Mina. Yeah. But if you actually stop and think about it, Yerry Mina's never been able to play a game for, maybe um, Zuma, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, won yeah. season, he won zero season with Yerry Mina, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that season's probably the only season Yerry Mina's played for us and been able to have confidence in the centre half beside him. That sounds extremely disrespectful to our centre halves, but let's face it. You've just seen the evidence of it, mate. Oh, the proof's like, in the pudding, you, you, you're correct. Yeah. yeah. I just think the more, the more I think that, 
in my head today, it made more sense. The more I'm saying it out loud now, I'm thinking of getting a, a, <laughs> a one thing I will say as well is I'm I'm one of them Evertonians who I actually do support England. Yeah. There's not very many of us, but I do want to see England do well. There is a place up for grabs in that England team. Yeah. Yeah. From his, for, listen, I want him to do well for Everton, obviously, first and foremost, but from his point of view, you'll be thinking because Harry Maguire's going through a terrible time. Yeah. John Stones needs someone to play next to him. Yeah. And it could be if he has a good what three months of the season, he could go to that World Cup. So he'd he probably be thinking that as well. Yeah. He could go as a wild card. Yeah. He was gonna go to the last World Cup, apparently, but he had to have a hernia operation which ruled him out. Um but I mean, he's, I'm surprised he's only had two caps for England, to be honest. That's, that's I'm surprised crazy. he didn't get snapped up by Poland with those stats. I think that's why he played for England, you know, because Poland was sniffing around. And I think it, I think it was Southgate at the time thought, no, we'll, uh, we'll give him a full cap, so we've got him. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, obviously, he's a guaranteed starter for me. Um, so, who starts alongside him? Well, as it stands, Yeri Mina. Yeah. Yeah, if, if Mina's still around and he's fit um mina uh or well godfrey definitely for me yeah Hol- Holgate? Uh, would, would you put it in order even would that be a better way if we put it in order like of starters how you would have them so yeah. i'll even go first so so if it was tarkovsky starting the center half and as it stands new signing Oh, my stats, his previous stats, I would say Tarkovsky, the first person I have one beside him is Mina. If Mina's not available, I'm going to, uh, don't kill me, I'm going to go Michael King. Then I would go uh, Hallgate. Then I would go Godfrey. Then I would go Branthwaite. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. What about you, Paul? Come, come I me, Paul. Obviously, if he's fit, yeah, he Mina. I think ideally, just because he's so quick, it'd be Ben Godfrey. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think he could benefit from having Tarkovsky next to him, experienced centre back. Uh, then it would be Holgate. Again, same reasons, but except yeah. he's not as quick as Godfrey, obviously. Uh, then Key, that'll be my the order I'd go in. I mean, I'd like to see. Sorry, going off topic. If Lampard does like playing the three, I'd like to see Tarkovsky with Godfrey and Holgate. I think that yeah, could be. that that might be nice. Yeah. What about you, Melinda? What's yours? Yeah. I would honestly love to see Tarkowski and me, 100%. Um, yeah, but if, if, if not, then, yeah, I mean, I would go, I would go Godfrey first. That's just, that's just me. Yeah. He can be a little, sometimes, you know, there's been some questionable, uh, you know, tackles. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would go Godfrey next and then probably Holgate and then Keane. Can I just start a small debate with you guys and just purely in the fact, though, Defending my uh, apart, you know, if you've got Tarkovsky and Yerry Mina, after that, Michael Keane's our best defender when he's playing with on a settled. If you put them on an even pitch, you're saying settled, no, no drama, no all this going on in the club. Mm. To me, Michael Keane's the best defender. Now you're putting, and and and, and it's a fair, it's a fair uh, assessment, but you're putting uh, speed ahead of a ball playing ahead of yeah. defending for me. I think I think it depends on the system, doesn't it? You know, if if you're just asking them to sit deep, then Michael Keane's quite good at that. Um, but yeah. it, looking ahead to next season, if Lampard wants to play a different system, I I don't see a place for Keane in a different system. Do you know what I mean? So, I personally think, um, Godfrey is a little more. I don't know if malleable is the right word, mm. but I think he would adapt to a changing system better than Keane, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Godfrey's a really good player, me personally. I just think me he's a victim, of, a victim of what the Shevin team has been. He's been played at right back, he's been played at left back, Graham. Yeah. I know you said you'd like to see him play in his proper position as centre back, and I think this could be the opportunity now. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was outstanding against United this season, Godfrey, but at the end of the day, it's too few and far between. You know, yeah. I'm versatile, you need to be good enough that you don't become versatile anymore. Yeah, and, I know, but I, I do I do think that he what he played left back because he was the only one who could play left back. No, I know, but literally it doesn't look it's not that good at left back. You could have thrown a winger, anything there. I'm, I'm just, I know it's, it's, it just sounds really critical. It's just probably um, we were top of the league when we had four centre backs playing, didn't we? We had a centre back at right yeah. back, a centre back at left back. Yeah. And we yeah. Were, I think we were top of the league for a little bit. Yeah. It worked. It's no secret in this podcast and in spaces, my, just my opinion. Um, I just oh, haven't seen It's one of them, and it means you're entitled yeah. to it. And, but I understand, I understand where you're coming from as well, but I just do think. And you can probably say this about a few Everton players that are a victim of how just everything has been up in the air with this club. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just injuries and everything else and managers changing and just everything, basically. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing with uh, Tarkowski as well, I think Lampard actually wanted him when he was the Chelsea manager for a little bit before he got sacked. Yeah. Um, Who would you play with him, John? I probably... I mean, Yeri Mina is obviously our best defender um, mm-hmm. if he's fit, like so I'd put him in straight away. But if he's not available... I think I'd play Holgate to be honest with you, just because mm. I think Holgate, um, he kind of took up that leadership role, uh, you know, when Mina wasn't playing. So put Holgate next to Tarkowski and he could turn into something else. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Holgate, you know, I always have yeah. been. I, I have to admit it, I am. I see a lot of criticism for him on social media and I, I sometimes I, I look at it and it's not the only thing I look back on and go, what are they talking about? So I just, yeah. I, is it, if, if him chewing a chewy and has got a a stupid walk on him can wind it up that much. I think he's going to support someone else. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you are you are right in the sense that it's very rarely aimed at what he can do because I think everybody's seen how good he can be. Yeah, it's the it's all the other stuff, and you know what? Just but at the same time, you know we've all been frustrated, and you you know what that's like, and and when you're just getting let down and let down and let down. Yeah. By a team and by players uh, collectively and individually, the slightest thing, you know, it's no secret how much I love my dog in this podcast, but you all know how I speak to him because he just constantly annoys me. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but, but I just think, I don't know, the, the, as Graham had said too, the more I'm thinking about Tarkowski coming in, I really do feel like it's going to just change the whole vibe in a good way for the better and provide that leadership and that yeah. just stability and that. Like he's a unit. That's one word I keep seeing on Twitter. Everyone is saying he's an absolute unit. And we're just dead. We have good players. We have a good squad. I'm so tired of everyone saying, you know, how crap we are. But no, we have the potential there. We just yeah. need to put, it, basically, you've got the, the recipe. It's got to bake it correctly. I don't know. That's a yeah. crap no. thing to say. No, but- yeah, sorry. You're, you're bang on the money there. Sorry to, sorry to jump up, but I just have to because you're, you're literally on the money. Like, we literally talk about our defence and we constantly say that King, Godfrey and Holgate need their hands held. Yeah. You've then got, so if Mina stays, you've got two centre-halves now that can hold their hands or just carry it and say, catch up or get out. We constantly talk about our midfield. In our midfield, we have all that ability going forward on those yeah. players, but we haven't got an anchor man. So you get that anchor man, your midfield 
instantly changes and you're confident in your midfield. We talk about our forward line. We've got wingers galore. We had to put a winger up front when Calvert-Lewin wasn't available all season and we had Rondon, who personally, after that challenge and stuff at the end of the season, and yeah. he's got a good heart, but he wasn't up to that ability. They lose his head that way. Yeah. He haven't got the depth at centre-forward. Centre if we even get in, if we're linked with uh, Bashwai, we're linked with, uh, I think we got linked to Bilotti last night, and um, we're linked to Depay, uh, you're linked to Brogia. If you got even one of those and it's not even Calvert-Lewin that's your backup, you get a player that you say it's Calvert-Lewin or, or, or Joe Bloggs, whoever it is, you're instantly, you know, do you know what I mean? That recipe up top, you then have options and you're confident in those options. So we're literally, as much as we say the squad is really, really bad, and I might be hanging my neck out, come at me on Twitter if I'm wrong, by all means. Are, are, are we really that far away from it, from it all clicking together? Because we keep saying there's quality, what are they missing? Yeah. I think we're missing that one fundamental position to go with it. Mm. No, you could be lead, like you said before, we're missing leadership, which he will bring, hopefully. Definitely. Exactly. So you want your centre forward to be challenged, bring in a centre forward capable of challenging Calvert Lewin. You you're talking about your midfield, they're too soft, but they're good going forward. Bring someone on that can hit someone and say, We're not all soft. You know what I mean? Because you've got a Wobby come in challenges, you've got the Corey with all his credit criticisms, you can win challenges. Is capable. Mm-hmm. Deli Alley has a bit of snide. So you bring that in there and something actually gets a bit more aggressive. That works. And then you get a center half where if Yerry Mina is not, not available, which he very rarely is, you've got another center half that can come in that takes no shit. Ultimately, that 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 becomes a, a good defense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it sounds too simple. Yeah. It sounds too simple for it to be true, but no, you're the right. More about it, I'll tell you what I think. The, um, I'm having an epiphany here. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the um, defensive midfield midfield position. I think Godfrey could be there. Can you imagine Godfrey in defensive midfield with Tarkovsky no. just behind him? It doesn't I, sound like imagination to me. It sounds like a he, nightmare. He's played there before, mate. Godfrey. It doesn't matter. He played their lower league, Premier League. I, I don't think he's a discipline. You even see it in his, his play. It's not for me. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I, see a, I have to be honest, I see a different Ben Godfrey. I think Ben Godfrey could play there personally. Like I, I, I think he's a good player. I really do. Yeah. I was running on that one. I, I don't know what see, but I don't know. I, I have this feeling about Godfrey. I don't know what it is this season. He I think he's gonna I think he's gonna sh- sh- I think he's gonna sh- him. <laughs> but I, he, I, he needs I, to he needs to though because he can't yeah. have another season of, of excuses for him, people making excuses because that's what they do. Yeah, no, I don't think I, he was as I don't think he was as bad as that though. I really don't. Well, he had COVID. Well, everybody sees you... different things, don't he? So that's yeah. what it's all yeah. about, isn't it? Me, it's, it's not even a case of being. Sorry, sorry, and this is my fault because I'm I am rambling. I am talking about him. Sorry, but it's not even a case of of he isn't that bad. It's a case of just he's he's not the best at what he does, and we keep trying to shoehorn him because we see all that potential, and I just think. No, there's other players can just come in and do it, and we, we just keep making excuses for you. But you know what? I'll, I'll probably get some shit for this. But that's just my, look, that's, that's my opinion. That's what I see. I would love to be proved wrong. I would love to be given absolute deferred every week because he'd be, he's absolutely phenomenal next season. But I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I, no. I, I personally think him alongside Tarkowski, we're going to see an a, a improved Godfrey. Like, that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah I, I just, so. a victim of being played in other positions, and that's. To, no I, I, that's what I go with. That's what I'd have to say. He's yeah. just been shoehorned into different positions because the team has needed it, and now he needs to I, play in his own position. Yeah. I can't wait to see the show notes. They'll be like Tarkovsky, 
Graham hates Ben Godfrey. <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't hate him. I really do want them to succeed. I'm just. No, I'm just that's I'm what just we're all about in this podcast. Massively underwhelmed. Yeah. Well, one thing that you can say is that you know with uh, Tarkowski, um, Leicester did bid forty million for him not so long ago. So you know we've West Ham, yeah, West Ham as well. But apparently a thirty million bid in last year, and Burnley wanted fifty. Yeah, they turned it down, mate. Yeah. So um, we've just got a guy in the prime of his career, and you know, centre halves only get better with age as well. And we just got him for nothing. So you know, it's it's happy days really. And he just slots straight in. He goes straight in as a starter. And then you can just build around him, you know, being the main guy in defence. So, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good sign for me. I, I mean, I I I was the same as you, Graham, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, what? Why are we getting a guy from Burnley? He's just been relegated, you know, in this that and the other. But the more I think about it, and the more I see his stats and how reliable he is, the more it makes sense. And can I, can I can I say as well? There's a lot of there has been people, and I've seen it on Twitter and stuff, where where people are just saying, uh, we're making all the wrong decisions and we talked about Jesse Lingard and they're saying we're making the same things again why would you give him a three year deal and why would you give Tarkovsky a four year deal but you know what we are that far off what we want to do this isn't get these players in and be the finished article yeah. these are the players that we need to bridge the gap to become you know, the players that come after these are hopefully going to be the players that are the side that moves us forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yes, I, I hope we, we can we can accelerate and get there quicker because if we did get a, a Lingard in and we did get Tarkovsky in and we even did get an Ericsson at his age because no one no one has a problem with that one. Yeah. If you got them in and within a year we accelerated into the, the Europa Conference League, you know, no one's going to complain about it then. Yeah, boy says it all. So if you get those right older players, if you, if you get it right, the only problem is we got the worst one you could get in Fabian Delph. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sadly, we all thought it was amazing because of uh, Man City's show. Awesome. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we thought we were getting Garth Barry Mark too, and it wasn't to be the case. So, the thing is, people are saying, oh, we're making all the same mistakes again. Well, people are moaning about the same stuff again. So, yeah. it's just a never ending cycle. Oh, yeah, to get on board with what we're doing. Yeah, I guarantee in four years, he's still our best defender by a mile. It'll More be. likely. Yeah. But, um, just before we go as well, we, we want to touch on um, another guy we've been linked with. He's another central defender, by the way, um, Rodrigo Bacau, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. Don't shoot me down on that. But um, he plays for Udinese and he's a Brazilian centre-half. And anyone want to touch on him? Like, Because I don't know much about him, to be fair. But if he's another Didn't. centre-half, does that prove that one of them's out the door? And Yeah. He's another one, John, I... who's, who's got a lot of games. He's, I think he's played every game that, he was, that was available to play. Yeah. I think that's important for Lampard. Lampard must have been so frustrated. Like he must have been going in every week and got who's available to play, and he almost yeah. been. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's just like, oh my god. So yeah. You need someone who's, and also you need someone who's got ability as well. And I've seen the stats in that, and um, he doesn't look too bad. He looks like a solid defender and cheap as well. So yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> I, only, only thing I I know about him is I, I did hear him mentioned on the. James James Richardson's uh, podcast. He was discussing him about looking at actually a move under the continent this, uh, into England and stuff. And that was about a month ago, maybe three four weeks ago. So yeah, that's the only uh, that just whenever you, his name went in the group chat today, he's all noticed. It was like oh, I I recognise him just purely for that. But he looks a lot older than he is. It's one thing I will say. But it could be the second coming of Yakubu or <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, might have been. <laughs> He could be in the game 20 years and he's only 28, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, if he's another centre-off, does that prove that 
Lampard wants to play a completely different system. I mean, obviously, we don't know until we start seeing things getting worked on in pre-season, but it could be a direction that we're, we're getting another one in, meaning that, you know, you want to play five at the back, perhaps. Um, and Lampard will just play a completely different style next season. We don't know, but... Um, Melinda, do you know much? Do you know anything about this Rodrigo Bacal fella? No, I, I don't know too too much about him. Um, it's quite tall. He's six three. <laughs> um, yeah. I think he's twenty. Um, yeah. but other than that, no, I, I I don't know too too much about him. So I mean, I'm not going to, you know, yeah, kind of pre- you know j- judge the guy. But um, no, that's definitely someone I'll have to kind of look into. How how serious do we think these kind of rumors are? Are they like legitimate sources or well, that, that uh, Dimaggio? I think you you reporting it. Can only go off how many followers they've got, like one point eight million followers. Yeah, so yeah. could be credible. Like, I don't think well, it's the first time I've seen it mentioned either. I think it got mentioned as early as you know the fifteenth of June on, on one particular article that I've seen as well. So it's not, you know, it's not the first time it's cropped up. So there, there might be something in it. Like, well, I think as well too. We're talking about these players needing their hands held. You know, we're talking about not to go back on them. Probably we're always screaming, screaming down their earphones here, but. Godfrey, Kane, and Holgate. Maybe it's a case of, well, we're going to, we, we can afford to keep you, I mean, in the wage budget. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. we brought in James Tarkovsky. We're going to bring in another centre half who can be ever present. And yeah. you know what? We're going to replace quality for quality. So ultimately, there's three of you here and there's two spots. We're going to let your agents work on it. Yeah. And try and get one of you a move and see what comes to fruition. Great. Do you think the club not, might have said to you, they might have said to me, listen, prove your fitness and we'll give you the new contract. Prove your fitness by Christmas or something. Well, yeah, but ultimately, too, he keeps being rushed back because yeah. those defenders aren't capable of doing the job together. They're just yeah. not. No, they're you not, know, right. And we keep, and I know you guys are chatting about Goffrey and I'm but then I defend Michael Keane because I'd be like, for as, as terrible as he is at times, there, no, he's probably still our best defender, which is, which is ludicrous, I know, but that's just, as I say, we all. No, I think what we're taking from it is that all the players we mentioned, you mentioned Keane, we mentioned Godfrey, is that there's a good player in there and we can see it, but it's yeah. getting them, it's bringing it out of them, isn't it? That's what I think. Yeah, I tell you with Keane as well, I'm, I'm finished with him after he just smashed the ball into his own net, you know, proper. That's Tottenham. I just yeah. can't get that out of my head, to be honest. Yeah, but what about that goal, though, against Palace? What a goal. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Do you not think that makes more sense? If, if you have that, if you have... Three quality centre halves. It literally takes the pressure off Yerry Mina. You're not rushing him back. Yerry Mina gave an interview at the end of the season, and he kept saying he was coming back against the advice. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we need someone who's who's not going to rush him back, so he can take his time, and then, you know, we he can just slot straight back in once he is 100 percent fit. Because yeah, so if you, get, if you get this other guy, and then it's just going to be a case of right, these two are starting. Yerry, um, the the medical department are saying. You're not fit for another week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this Rodrigo Bacau fella, he's he he looks like a decent little player as well. So we we're just waiting to see if anything more comes of it, um, and then we'll have a better idea on what Lampard wants to do. Then the more signings we we see come in, and the more rumours we're linked with. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get another one in. That would be nice, and then me and I can just come straight back in once he's 100 percent fit, and then. Happy days, then, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, I think well, it's going to start kicking off now, John. I think transfer-wise, I mean, obviously we we just got some money in the bank. We don't know how much we've got to spend, but with Richarlison leaving, we should have money. So hopefully, we see a few players coming in 
through the door in the next week or so. Yeah, definitely. As I say, we just wanted to do a quick one on, on Tarkowski now that he is officially an Everton player. James Allen Tarkowski. Excellent name, by the way. Um, but yeah, happy days. Hopefully we can get a few more in. Graham, Melinda, Paul, thanks for joining me and we'll catch okay. you in the next one. Everton me. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by 3 Transport Refrigeration Limited. They offer refrigerated transport breakdown coverage nationwide, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Check them out at www.3trl.co.uk or give them a call on 01925 Go ahead and check them out for all your refrigeration transport needs. Catch you in the next one, guys.